actually this is the second part of the uh, idol the main idol we're going to cover which is the power idol um the joy and the greatest learning of um, such a series is actually in the group discussions so you know so just to want to break out the format um, is that in the first 10 minutes um, sajan will just just briefly introduce what is the idol and this is the power idol that he's going to talk about or the idol of power or the uh, power idolatry right so this is a short summary saj if you are ready you can go ahead yeah yeah um um so for for those of you um who um you know this is a statement that a lot of us um have asked um either verbally uh, outrightly or um you know at least thought in our heads right do you know who i am right why is he asking me this how dare he ask me this question um i was thinking um for the longest time that when i first did this uh, series i was thinking okay you know it 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 uh, probably uh, caters to a smaller group of people um but who oh boy i was wrong you know <laughs> when we were doing this and we were preparing for this i just realized that um it's there in every form of life right um um so so let's just you know quickly define what is power right what what do you what is what comes to your mind when you say power um so i'm expecting answers on zoom okay please what is power our authority over someone else uh, sorry i can't hear you our authority over someone else our, okay our authority over someone else good good what else what do you see i mean we've seen so many things are revolving around power in the last so many days in a you know so many instances what is what comes to your mind when you say power guys if you can chip in it'll be more effective and uh, useful politics search politics yeah uh, sorry what did you say benji uh, politics and politicians you said uh, politicians yeah politics and politicians okay okay what else where else do you see this ego ego thanks i find control. a lot of non singles answering control 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 okay yes it is a part of that yes go ahead what else the ability to influence people uh, name can you speak into the mic can the ability to influence people your abilities your ability to influence people yes oh uh, you i think you saw my notes uh, then what else respect respect okay yes all this come under uh, you know your um, this thing of power um and if you um look at the just the basic definition of that right power is simply the ability to influence our environment right um you see that um all of across the board you see people uh, in power exerting their power um and uh, you have names like you say you heard control authority dominance so many of these things right um uh, we know what uncle ben said you know with great power comes great responsibility um if you know what i've uh, alluding to um so there are a lot of uh, things on power so power in itself is not wrong right um what is our biggest um uh, example of power right not as an idol but just power who has the most power god 
God, exactly, right? Uh, he has dominance over everything. He has authority. He's powerful. He is, uh, so he has the ability to influence the environment and he's the epitome of power, right? Um, what else do we see? You know, God uh, gave mankind uh, dominion over the earth. We, uh, uh, you know, God installs government. We were listening to this morning. Yeah, you know, God only uh, appoints gov- government and people in authority uh, to um, uh, exert that power in a good sense for the greater good, right? Um, uh, God gives authority to elders in the church. Um, God gives uh, some set of uh, power and authority to uh, husbands to lead homes. So power in itself is not wrong, right? Um, we see that in leadership. We see that in different places. We see that um, that uh, good uh, power is just the ability to influence environment, right? Uh, over uh, things around us and people around us. Um, but can you give me examples where you see it being bad also, right? Misuse or abuse of power. Um, you see people uh, vying for power. And if you look at all, both the Indian and US elections, it's basically a, a power grab. Like it's a power uh, who, 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 You've always heard this, right? Um, he's representing the leader of, he's the leader of the free world, right? The US uh, president was considered one of the most, if not one of the most, the most powerful person. It has, uh, while it has a, a good connotation to it, it has a negative connotation also to it. So whoever is in power, even in India, right? Uh, whoever is in power has the uh, thing to uh, influence everything around them. Right. Um, so just giving you some uh, some context on what is power, um, uh, how uh, it, it is uh, normal. It's a good thing, um, but it can be abused. Um, so then when you see that whole thing and, and we see this uh, being abused everywhere. Right. Uh, I, I still remember. But when, when, when I was like I said, when I was uh, looking at it, um, uh, it's all across the board. Right. You have. Um, even second standard kids, you will have a group of people and one guy would be, uh, you know, I'm sure Sandra can testify to that as she's been a teacher with, uh, you know, um, lower grades. Um, and um, uh, at the home, you know, uh, siblings or um, uh, in, in the office, in our societies, in, in the annual general body meetings, um, everybody's trying to exert power. Everybody's trying to gain that power. So it is there in all of us in some way or the other. We just... We just haven't identified it most of the time, but it is there in some way or the other, how we react to things as well. So what is the idol of power, right? Can, can someone, um, um, if anybody has a quick definition of it, it'll be uh, great. Or I'll just go ahead. Um, <laughs> life only has meaning. We, we've been doing that whole life only has meaning series, right? So when we did comfort, life only has meaning if we had such a thing. So life only has meaning and I only have worth if I have power and influence over others, okay? So if you seek power, buzzwords that you will see is success, winning, influence. Um, In your group discussions, you can quickly look for themes like humiliation, anger, being violent, using others, right? always has to win or don't want to lose. Um, You know, these are themes that you can look at in your uh, group discussion. So uh, just have this in the back of your mind and we will get into the group discussion 
shortly. And we will go through uh, that questionnaire. Um, we let's, like Liju mentioned, let's take a couple of minutes to read through. Uh, while we are splitting into groups, you can start reading. Um, and once we get into the groups, we will, uh, you know, discuss uh, the same. This is what actually the one who has a struggle with the idol of power will, uh, will always experience, right? And so just to kind of summarize while the team comes back on board, you know, people who worship the power God declare this indirectly that life only has meaning and I only have worth if I have power and influence over others, right? The greatest nightmare is humiliation. Uh, you know what? There's collateral damage in every idol. And the collateral damage is that others feel used. Uh, people don't feel love, actually. And actually, do you have you experienced that in our lives when people really call you up for because the fact that you can give something to them, but they don't really call you for who you are, minus what you have, the gifts that we possess, or the talents that we have? Uh, have you ever? I mean, I've, I have experienced multiple times when people call me because they have a need, but they don't call me because they care about me. And don't we value those relationships that go beyond the transaction, go beyond the commodity uh, lifestyle, right? And uh, so just think about that, right? And uh, do you reach out to people um, when they have a need, uh, when you have a need and, and, and that's why you reach out to them or do you care about them? So think, so, so think about that. The people who have the power idolatry will struggle with this. Um, there is a... Um, there is a, uh, uh, the, the, the commodity view and your problems usually get very angry. You're, you're short-tempered, you're violent with your words and deeds. And you take on every responsibility and you kind of think they like, carry the big world on your shoulders. And you do that because it gives you more influence and it gives you more power, right? And that's very important for us to pick it up. So, you know, people with the idol of power, if they can't win in that kind of real life, you know, they will have addictions to games. Uh, probably gambling, where they can win. And they really hate it when they are humiliated. Um, uh, they really struggle with it. By the way, there is a, in, in, in our group, we talked about this idea of uh, what is called the, uh, the the fact of dignity. And we do have dignity and we need to be treated with dignity. We are designed not to be trampled on. But at the same time, when we constantly guard that, right, in a fallen world, we are going to get humiliated in some form or the other. Uh, we're going to talk dumb things and people will say, that's such a dumb thing that you spoke about now, right? Uh, and, but that's going to happen in some way or the other where, uh, and, and, and that is not the query here. The, the thing is that we will avoid losing out. We will avoid, we are very competitive. People with the power idolatry are highly competitive and the fiercer the challenge the, or the challenger, the better. And they will do whatever it is to protect them and they want to have higher reputation. So just a summary, though competition or winning or power is not a bad thing, it actually makes a very terrible part. Right now, uh, we my 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 section is to go through the antidote, right? And the antidote is uh, very important for us to look through. Um, uh, anyways, so uh, you know the antidote is the same, right? I mean, last time we spoke about it. Okay, so uh, the the antidote continues to be the same. Okay, that's that's very important for us to uh, pick up. Um, you know the. The, the, the first, uh, the fact is that the core always remains. And the core is that, you know, you want to confess and agree that you have this God. So once if in this session you have found out that there's a revelation, confess and agree. 
by the way the core is the same i mean we talked about it right so please refer to the recording of the notes from the last week and once you recognize these surface sins or surface idols and you see that they are connected to this idol agree when the spirit reveals to you agree with him and say i confess our lord i agree i worship power more and then once you do that what you need to do is you need to repent right and what does repentance mean it simply means to take a u turn this is what you were thinking and you are taking a turn and you choose to lay it down before it hurts you and you lose real authentic relationships in the long run and it's very important for us to pick up and then finally we trust right so it's confess repent and we trust and what do we trust we trust that god accepts us in spite of our failures right success is not 100% guaranteed in all things in life right so i think that in a fallen world what we need to do is when you have successful projects and all of that uh, you know you could have some of that but there will be times when you will fail and i think the principle that we can we can take is do your best and trust the outcomes to the sovereign god who is in control of all situations of your of your life right just know that and remember that uh paraphrase we thought about it's no be do no be do you know no be do scooby do where are you it's no know that you are significant in the eyes of god irrespective of your performance right god is very benevolent and we were reminded that god does not abuse power he does not exert influence by force and he is one of those uh, you know uh, he's, he's 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 very keen in knocking on the door behold i stand at the door and knock and whoever opens the door whoever opens the door he never exerts influence on 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 others by force and i think we got to rest in that and because jesus reigns in us he doesn't want us to exert influence by force onto others you got to remember that god is our security and he is your contentment right and that is in fact that's one of the thematics that have been happening even in the last two weeks during the sunday sermons right is jesus the clear focus or is it me at the center right so that's the um you know the um, antidote and the and, and the first antidote is the core this, this is the internal application i call it internal medicine but the but there are things that we ought to be also trying to practice right and we talked about there are external applications or like in a in the medical world right we the dermatologist say i'll give you a topical application right and the topical application is you apply something on board while you take some multivitamins and minerals to ensure that you know the disease doesn't reoccur so you know there are and we saw that the topical is to practice a spiritual rhythm so for those of you who were not there if you remember spiritual rhythms are your regular patterns of connecting with god it's a regular pattern of connecting with god the word that we generally use is spiritual disciplines now the word discipline is not like something that we really enjoy but the idea is you know what are you doing on a regular basis to nourish your soul and grow in your relationship with god today we heard uh, in the morning sermon right that after you know they were all fed what jesus did was he withdrew into us in, in 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 into a place of solitude right that's a rhythm that's a practice that's a pattern and that pattern is to grow and to be in communion with god so rhythms always have a different frequency it could be daily like you have your daily devotions or your quiet time it could be weekly maybe a pbs what we call a personal bible study it could be monthly um or quarterly or even yearly it doesn't matter but it's like going on those vacations right i mean you know there is a difference when you are uh, spending time daily with your spouse for example but there is a difference also sometimes when we travel on a vacation that right? we get to know each other better 
I mean, there's something about it, right? And I think those rhythms are very important to unwind and to observe. And therefore, you know, spiritual rhythms actually need a lot of discipline and intentionality. Okay. So now here is the, you know, the, you know, drums rolling for the idol for the idolatry of power. Uh, the spiritual rhythm is service. That's the, that, that's, that's the key rhythm or the discipline that we got to uh, engage in uh, when we are struggling with this idol. All right. So what is service? Uh, service is the uh, spiritual discipline uh, of involved uh, by willfully laying down of one's time, talent and treasure for the benefit of another by, by, by the grace given to us from Christ Jesus. Right. It's simply willfully laying down of one's time, talent and treasure for the benefit of some other person by the grace given to us from Christ Jesus. So that's a very holistic uh, definition. So the idea is that there are many little deaths of going beyond ourselves, which produce in us the virtue of humility. You see, the ones with the idol of power always struggle about their, that, that I am king, that I am first, that I reign all the time. And what's missing is the virtue of humility. And how can humility be developed? I mean, it, de it doesn't develop over a Bible study. It develops also over a rhythm of serving others, right? So at the center of this rhythm or discipline, it is the focus that you find some contentment and you find good contentment in hiddenness, in indiscriminacy, if you want to call it. It's a pattern of a service as a lifestyle where you serve the ones that probably do not have the privilege or the benefit like you have, right? So a person choosing to serve will find tremendous freedom in giving up the need to be in charge. And that's important, right? Because in the in the idol of power, what you're struggling is that you want to be in charge. I mean, you don't want to lose that. I mean, we use the word control, but we, we want to talk about in the idol of control, where is that thin line? But basically, you want to sit on the driver's seat and you want to be driving the whole thing. And if anything goes beyond your knowledge and data, you're really bugged, right? But choosing to do this, choosing to get into service, choosing to serve someone, you will find that freedom and you will slowly learn to let go without trying to be in charge of all things. Okay. So the second point is that true, uh, true uh, service builds community. True service builds community. Now, I think the thematic for us today in the, uh, in, in this session is Matthew 2028, where it says the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for me. And, and if, if Jesus did this, where he being full authority, having full power, and he could do whatever he wanted, right? I mean, by the way, even if he abuses his power, well, he has all the right to do that because he is sovereign at the end of the day. But you see, right power always expresses rightly. And the son of man was not bothered about his position as the king of kings and the lord of lords and said, now I want you guys to come down and worship me and like, you know, kiss my feet types, right? I mean, he doesn't do that. And this is the son of man who came not to be served. And remember the time that he was washing the disciples' feet? I mean, these guys were like, whoa, born servants do that. Not you, God. You, you are Jesus, right? But Jesus set that example for us. And he, and he set that example to the point not only to serve uh, for the uh, physical and the temporal needs, but also for the spiritual needs of man. And that's why he gave his life as a ransom for many. 
And you will see us always going back to the core of the gospel that redeems us from some of these lifestyles. And what we are doing as you serve others is that you are taking the focus of yourself, right? You are, you know, it, it, you know, it's quietly and, you know, without any pretense, you know, you go about caring for the needs of others. You don't make a public show out of it, right? Like the Pharisees used to do, right? Uh, you know, what it does as service is it draws people, it binds, it heals, it builds people. Can you imagine the many of the people that work in the background and really work and, and, and build up people and they do a lot of secret stuff, you know, and they really are building the kingdom of God in, in ways that are kind of not very visible. And sometimes we uh, don't get that, you know, it, 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 it doesn't come to the notice of other people. And sometimes we think that, oh, these people are probably not... Uh, you know, very spiritual, but that's not true. The people who really choose to sometimes serve are also training and disciplining, disciplining them to say, ultimate power comes from you and I trust you and I'm going to do this so that I can humble myself. Now, all that you've given me is from you, right? And now, how is this uh, discipline of service expressed? You know, it has a wide array of manifestations and it can come from hospitality to listening, even listening. By the way, we are <laughs> generally this we are in a generation where listening is like a, is an, I think we have to learn the art of listening, right? Uh, and I think there are four ways that I can talk about, uh, which talks about uh, how this is uh, manifested, right? One is that we can care, uh, you know, we can care for the broken people, the poor people, the unwelcome people, and the unclean people, right? Different ways you can express. In, in, in fact, at, at CBF, we have a, you know, internal secret service, CBF social work that is happening. If you guys want to be part of it and, uh, you know, plug into, uh, you know, ways in which you can get out into the community. And these people that whom you are serving, they have no way of thanking you back. They have no way. They have, <laughs> I, I, there's nothing you can do. And sometimes you have to do all of that, right? Jesus healed the leper. These are the unclean people. There are so many things that we can do just to humble ourselves to say, look, I am, I am finite too. And Moses remembered this and he said, the brevity of life, tell me to count my days, right? We are not going to be powerful, guys. I mean, all of us were, you know, we are all young people, you know, you know I, I always say I'm young and you guys are younger and all that stuff. At one point, our stuff will start to break down. This body is going to break down. We are not going to have all the energy and the stuff that we had in the yesteryears. And our mind wants to have that. But you know what? The reality is, you know, Bad news or good news for you guys? You know, we're all getting older. At some point, right, we are all going to break down. And I think we've got to live today in that humility of saying that I'm going to serve others because when I have strength and power, I can do that. And by the way, I can humble myself. Number two, we can welcome and greet people into your homes. You know, uh, the, the idea of hospitality is, is not ancient in the Eastern culture. I, I want us to consider this. How many times we have nursed people in that sense, right? When they were hurt and, you know, today we are hearing, we are hearing about Sheetal's testimony, right? I mean, she has been hurt and how different people, different times have, have you know, been there just to welcome them. And when you're welcomed, you, you sense your love, right? And third that you can do is you take the time to listen. Listen to people. This is one art that is missing. And I think that sometimes listening to people has a, has a lot of profound impact. I, in fact, there are times in my, um, you know, catch-ups that I do, I don't really talk much. I just, and I've seen that it's very therapeutic, actually, when you share your heart out without inhibition. Uh, I mean, and, 
and they get actually better. And I probably would have ended the call with like not even one piece of advice and I would just pray for it. That's it. Listening is so powerful. And that is a discipline of service. Uh, in a busy lifestyle, maybe we don't have time. Or you, or you might say the one you, if you're struggling with the power of idolatry, you'll say, no, I don't want this. I've got so many other important things to do. Right now it's inconvenient for me. Therefore, I don't have time to listen to you. Maybe that's not a path to take. Right? And finally, you can give the spotlight to someone else. You know, there are many people in the background doing a lot of work. You know, sometimes we, if we struggle with the idol of power, all that we need to do is, and if you're especially in authority, give it to someone else. You know, enjoy and allow them to see, wow, the Lord is working in, in their lives and give the spotlight to someone else. All right. So that's the summary of uh, the four ways in which you can express the discipline of service. So as practical steps, right? Um, here are three things that I would want to highlight. Do something for someone else that you have never done before. Do something for someone else that you have never done before. Second, do something for someone else that they won't know about or say so, and they can't even thank you. Right? Just go ahead and do something where you are not recognized for it or you don't get the pat for it. Let go. God above watches. And in the end, we must see judgment. If you have done it with the right heart and the attitude, you know, there will be a kind of difference in your afterlife in heaven. Number three, do something for someone who has been unkind to you. In other words, overcome evil with good, which is based on Romans 12, 21. And I think these are some of the practical steps we can take to develop humility and to break down and crush the idol of power. Okay, so with that, uh, that's the uh, closure of it. Just one suggestion. Uh, yeah. You know, you, uh, meaning you had shared this with me a week back. Can you just share uh, Jinu's example? Oh, yeah. I think that would, that would really bless everyone if you share that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so maybe I'll take two minutes of that. So this is a bit of extended time, but uh, I, I I have a boss who's a, uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I actually, Benj, I think I should have taken permission from him, but I have a boss who's a believer and uh, this guy is like a really awesome guy. I mean, to see Jesus Christ in life, it's like I can touch him because, you know, I've struggled with in different forms of power. My boss is the uh, you know, global president in, in, in that sense for the telco consulting unit at Infosys. And uh, this guy is such a, he leads by example. Jesus manifested. I mean, his, his, the way that he deals with people is so significantly different. And so last time he had a review with the senior vice president uh, uh, on, on his practice. And, you know, he's got about 1,000, people under him times. Right? And uh, he had this review and this, SVP was so impressed with uh, what uh, he was doing, his vision. And then he immediately wrote a mail ceasing all of us. And what he did, one thing was there was an org structure. In the org structure, the leader always puts himself on the top, right? I mean, like, I'm the leader. You know what Jinu, my boss, did? He put his picture down that org structure and he shared that. And I remember one of my closest uh, friends um, you know, in my, my colleague who's the global head of networks for Infosys, and he was saying, George, and this was powerful testimony. Uh, said, George, uh, so I, you know, I, I saw that slide had something that my colleague did. So I said, hey, look, this is the handiwork of your slides. I, I can see that. Then he, his response was amazing. He, he responded saying, George, we are working with a God. Which leader in the world would humble to, to the point where he's putting himself down the org structure. 
that is giving spotlight to others. In fact, he, with all of the two senior vice presidents, you know, there are about seven DRs and one of his DR, he like, he puts us on the spot and he says that these guys are the guys, by the way, who did all the hard work. And I, who joined this three years back, is just is reaping from the fruit of the labor. Guys, that is so contrary. And I, you know, I, I encourage my boss and say, this is testimony. This is where people, without even telling a word about Jesus in some form, they say this something is weird about this, right? And I think maybe because he's in the position of power and high influence, I think maybe that is a spiritual discipline. He always seems himself as incidental, not as a guy who explicitly abuses authority. So by the way, none of the team members, even when they blow it, he doesn't lose his cool. And that's why I see Jesus every day, almost through him. And it humbles me big time because I observe he doesn't talk about any of this stuff. He loves Jesus. And I just wanted to share that. Thanks, uh, Bench, for reminding that. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. And I I do want to do some coffee time with him with some of us. And you know, and you, you guys should meet him. He's just phenomenally different. And and by the way, when you talk to him, he'll be like, don't talk about all of this. I mean, it 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 repels him when when I kind of tell him like, whoa, that's great. It repels him. So he might not want to talk about some of this stuff. So we'll see how to do that. Yeah. Are there questions? Are there thoughts that have come to your mind? Anything that you want to share from the past? And this is where I I, I have a question. Uh, I wanted to. You were talking about service and how that is actually a, a a solution to this idol of power. But what do you do about? I mean, like in terms of your heart condition, you might not. Uh, you might not want to like put people. I mean, you you will like show them and then you will give them all that praise and glory. You'll be like, yeah, God, all the glory to you and everything. But in your heart, you're just like, you know, you have that pride and that, I mean, especially for me, I face that on so many levels where I'm just like, you know, like, okay, God, I'm giving you all the glory. Like, you better remember me. And like, uh, I might not show that prideful attitude outside, but it's in my heart. Uh, so what do you do as a believer, as a Christian, like, in order to overcome that feeling of pride, like even in our hearts, uh, which is very, which is very deceitful in a lot of ways. Um, so, what would be your solution to that? Uh, is my question. I think because I think it's a lot very easy for us to like, okay, like yeah, okay, uh, I'm not giving uh, myself glory, God all the glory, and all of that. But it's in my heart, and I know my heart. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sajin or Benj or uh, anyone else in the facilities, you, you can also chip in. Uh, but I, I, I primarily think that this um, we're going to have a fight on all of this till our death. Uh, and the idea is that you will suddenly not drop into humility, right? Like that you're going to progress into maturity. And over a period of time, your heart also gets corrected, right? So we are uh, the, the discipline. So I think one of our maybe a bit of lies that maybe we have believed is, uh, for example, when you read scriptures, the daily devotions, we say, today I'm not in the mood, so I don't want to read it for the sake of reading it. Isn't that something that we usually say? Mm. Right? We generally say that. And we say, okay, therefore, because I'm not in the feeling today or the mood today, I will not read today. Well, uh, when you want to develop an appetite, there are two parts of it. One is the heart being set, right? But also the other part is the discipline. So the discipline forces your attitude and aptitude to develop, right? So that is my... Um, uh, quick summary. I, I, don't, I don't think it's an overnight journey. Yeah, Sajin or Benj or anyone else also to just chip in. Yeah, I just want to add, I think another way to help out is what helps out for me, Jenny, is community. 
you know, I share with, I, you know, there are, there are a couple of people that I share. Um, and I would say that, man, I'm feeling this way. You know, uh, I'm ready to let go, but I'm not ready to let go. You know, isn't that true, Jenny? You know, I surrendered to Jesus. I surrender all. But I'm, the crown is still right here. Okay. Um, and one thing that can help is at those moments, um, uh, you know, like, yes, like giving an example, you know, yesterday night, you know, there, you know, there was something that I was struggling with and it can lead you to sin. Okay. And what happens with community? I mean, what happens with people that you love and share? You know what? I'm actually going through it. See, we also discussed one of the questions is we don't want to sound weak, right? We don't want to sound as if we've got a struggle. I know it all, man. Okay, we might quote 10 scriptures, you know, we might do all of that. They're saying that, you know, but my heart issue is something that needs to be addressed. And one of the good ways is it's okay to look weak. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm actually struggling with this. And even yesterday, I'm just saying, my wife, Preeti, even helped me say, yeah, you know what, let's pray. Let's pray for your heart. And and I think that that's also builds a lot of authenticity and, you know, we can actually share with each other saying, you know what, we're going through this. So you have the rhythms, you have the word of God, but also community is all the more important. You know, when, you know, when Jesus, you know, he tells his disciples, you know what, um, you know, um, you know, just, just pray guys, just pray guys. So they said, Peter saying, boss, I can handle this. And Jesus prayed that you would not be tempted. Pray. Okay. Uh, and I think that, that that could be another thing that that, that could help. That could help. Um, you know, just community itself could help us to address those heart issues when actions look different, but heart issues could be very different. So, yeah. I hope, you know, we hope that helps, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and just a quick thing that I, would, I wanted to add was, see, all of these idols will just become smaller and smaller only when we have a higher view of Christ and Christ in our lives, right? Uh, that's the way. So, for example, while, Jenny, we were in, a, in the group, if you asked me three, four years earlier, I would have a much longer list. Today, it's not that it's eliminated, but I, I shared a few points that uh, that I'm struggling with, right? And and that is, so, for example, so one is a knowledge part of it. If you're just reading it and that's it, it's not necessary that it will manifest in your life, right? But the constant, uh, the constant connect of understanding his word and repenting continuously. As we understand, we repent. As we understand, we repent. That process over a period of time solves a lot of the heart issues. And the main reason why I say that is because there is power in the work of Christ. And it's not... It's not a book that is manifesting itself. It is Christ and the Holy Spirit working in us as we understand Christ more. And that will uh, deal with the heart issues. And over time, we see it. It's, it. It seems a little supernatural to say, but that is just what I've seen, you know, in my life and in the life of a few people that that I have talked to that has really helped. So just that high, high of, of making Christ higher day by day in your life and the manifestation of that automatically makes these idols smaller and smaller uh, in our lives. Just wanted to share that. Yeah. Any other comments or questions or queries or? No, I just want to um, uh, take something from what uh, Benj mentioned and um, just uh, re-emphasize the importance of prayer for some of these things. 
you know for the longest of time uh, my prayers would only be about things uh you know things that i need things that i want things that other people in my family need or want uh or things to do um and uh, you know i had not learned to pray for my heart issues uh and then you know the lord or even for others heart issues right uh and then slowly the lord started uh, teaching me how important uh, and i mean teaching me directly from the word you know that uh you know when when you see the things that paul says he's praying for others they're all things of the heart uh right they're all things of the attitude they're not about you know what they ought to do on the outside uh and then slowly you know the lord started uh, also uh, when i started uh, praying for uh, you know my attitude issues um and i saw the lord helping me oh that encouraged me so much to start praying more you know um and uh, so uh, you know it's so beautiful that we are being able to talk about uh, a lot of these things like in our group you know one of the biggest things that came out is if somebody were to ask you are you a power monger the answer would be no and then you go down the list and uh, yes 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 uh so it's like you know as we start going um you know levels deeper and really self evaluating about why are we doing some of these things right where is it coming from uh and the lord reveals that so as the lord reveals and uh, you know i'm sure you know in all of these sessions uh, the lord has convicted each of us about so many of uh, uh things that um, we've we did not think were issues uh i think uh, it will be i don't think we'll get anywhere if we don't take those things to the lord in prayer uh ask forgiveness and constantly ask for him to help us um and and i'm sure uh, you know that's that's how the lord will start uh, changing us uh, you know he's he's the one working on us let's not forget that so let's go to him thanks jerry uh, anyone else <clears throat> any any other quick comments or queries yeah uh, this is one thing i think um, uh, that i've struggled with and probably I, i think might be an encouragement to those who are in the corporate uh, world uh, you know is that uh most of the time you know uh, so this is something that we discussed also in our group where uh, most of this uh, the 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 idol of power uh, manifests itself or gets its root from our work life uh i mean in church we don't feel that in at home you know we are not threatened so we don't feel i mean i'm not saying that everybody is not threatened but mostly or generally we are not threatened so we don't feel that but it's it's uh, if you see i mean I, i started noticing that this has started creeping into me exceedingly high when uh, uh, from the corporate so uh, it is there that all of the you know all the power struggles happen and that's where we also devise our own strategies and plans and tactics to counter that and and this counter is where we start becoming a part of the uh struggle houses right so initially we start off trying to counter it and then uh then finally we become the main players in the game you see so so that's something that we need to i mean that's something that i am now being uh, convicted of and I'm, and i started thinking about it because uh the start is when we don't really get it but uh, over a period of time we are so much embedded in it so that we cannot live without it 
Yeah, thanks, Jason. I think uh, it's a, a very important point, right? Unless I'm not aware of my sin, I cannot confess it. So if I don't know if I have the problem, then there's no, what am I doing here, right? Uh, in fact, uh, just for the update of all the singles, there are about eight of us as facilitators meeting up twice a week in prep for the session. And guess who's more blessed? It's us eight, because we are all reading it and we are saying, are you, I have this asuva. I have this also, are you, I have a problem. So, and that revelation is very important, right? And it's, so it's going to be a lifelong journey and, and we are having some great conversations and, and it's being heart to heart actually. And that comes because the, when we are open, the Lord is willing to reveal. And then we reveal, we say, oh, oh, I got to let it go and turn to him, right? And so it's going to be a lifelong journey. So all of these are part of those uh, journeys. And I hope it will be just, a, this is the starting point. Okay, after sometime, when you do a session, maybe after four years, we'll repeat the session. Then you like, yaar, this time I got more revelations. And it's the same thing. We, I did this six years back. Now when I'm studying it, I'm like, oh, oh I got all these problems now. And, and initially, I, I, I kind of identified my main idol. Uh, now I, when I read, I'm, I'm reading, I got every, every nature is there in every of those idols, right? So, you know, we'll keep, uh, the, the, the Lord will, the purpose of all of this is not for condemnation, but to drawing near to God and to enjoy his freedom and his life and to be free from slavery and you know your or short temper issues or anger issues, unrighteous anger issues, if you if I want to label it specifically. All of those, right? Why does that come up? It's because I've got to address the heart issue. Slowly these will disappear. And you will see that you are placing Christ at the top and he becomes the key and the center. Yeah, just a closing comment on that. Mm -hmm.